Owen Mawson, I am terrified that Eddie Howe is going to be the downfall of Eddie Howe because he's got Newcastle United into the Champions League maybe two, maybe three years ahead of schedule. We're sitting here recording this video on July the 11th and the squad is nowhere near strong enough to maintain a Champions League place in the league but also give the Champions League itself a ruddy good go. Newcastle, as we're sat here, have made two summer signings so far. We've got Jankuba Mente in through the door, an 18-year-old attacking midfielder signed from Danish club Odense Bold Club for around €8 million, Euros, who scored on his debut for Feyenoord last week, having joined them on loan for a season. So I guess he doesn't really count as a summer signing at all. <laughs> and, of course, the main headline maker for around about that £60 million mark is Sandro Tonali, who is the most expensive Italian of all time. People say that he's unhappy about joining Newcastle United but you look at his recent Instagram post where he's on holiday on a private yacht with his model girlfriend and it's clear that the boy is just not a smiler so he's no doubt over the moon <laughs> but we need an hour look at more incomings potentially for Newcastle United I've got a list of five positions we need to strengthen before launching a good assault on the Premier League and the Champions League Owen Mawson oh. who is someone who does not watch Newcastle on the regular what are you saying no. how many positions do you need to strengthen I had down here two, three at max. Mm. But I suppose squad, your squad depth is going to be your issue this season, you know, with Europe uh, and go for another push for another Champions League, finishing the league, uh, and maybe, you know, run up one of the cups as well. So squad depth, maybe you do need more than two or three. So I've just focused on first teamers that are going to make an impact, go straight into your first 11. Uh, and I'm not really worried about squad depth with me. Maybe you have. So I've got two or three. Uh, are still needed here for Eddie Howe's side. Yeah, we'll get up with the uh, the ones that have been linked so far, sort of concrete links on social media and stuff like that from journalists. If that that sounds like a bit of an oxymoron, a concrete link. Uh, but Harvey Barnes from Leicester for somewhere in the region of £40 million. 13 goals in 34 Premier League appearances for a side who finished 18th last season is fantastic. But over the last four seasons, Owen, Harvey Barnes has scored 34 goals, 23 assists. That Phil Foden fella, 34 goals, 17 assists. Oh. And Bukayo Saka, 31 goals 27 assists so basically Overrated. he's the best winger in the league <laughs> I told you so when I did my when we did our underrated 11s for the Premier League season I, I had him in there because no one was talking about him last season even though Leicester were poor he was you know the gem he was the shining light for them Madison's got the move out first I imagine he'll be next yeah. uh, Harvey Barnes 40 million as well I think it's about the, the right price I'm surprised it. I'm surprised it's not going to be higher towards 50 million. But you know, for 40 million, you're getting guaranteed uh, Premier League goals. Uh, he's proved it year on year, and uh, and he's still only what 25, 25, yeah, 25. Very good so Premier he's League not player. Even in his, not in his prime yet as well. Yeah, well, you hope so. 25. Oh, and how long are we going to wait? How long are we going to wait? Um, but elsewhere... 27, 28 is the peak usually. <laughs> but elsewhere, Newcastle's also been linked today with Federico De Marco from Inter Milan. Uh, apparently, the Premier League club, I've forgotten to write down the source for this, uh, want to find out the initial cost for the left back. Early stages, uh, but a deal makes a lot of sense if they can get it done. Apparently, they're going to make. Transfers.com it is. That's who it was. They're, yeah. they're going to make a move earlier in the window, find out what Inter want, then make a move later in the window when Inter start to panic and maybe want some money. He's versatile. We saw what he could do for Inter Milan in their run to the Champions League final. He can play either centre-back or left-back. 25 years of age, 10 caps for Italy. It's a, it's, it's a, a signing that makes a lot of sense for Newcastle. Because, Owen, the first position I feel we need to strengthen as a football club is left-back. Because while Dan Byrne is absolutely fantastic, Dan Byrne is by far and away maybe the player who sticks out the most in the Newcastle team last season as being the one yeah. who's not quite at the level. Especially in what I think is... 
not his best position. His best position is centre-back because he is... You always look at a team sheet when they come out and think, oh, God, the winger's going to skin Dan Byrne. All ends up, but it never really happens. But when he played centre-back along with Jamal Lascelles in the 21-22 season and, and Fabian Sharon, people like that, when Newcastle was sort of rising out from relegation, he was absolutely fantastic. But the names that have been linked, not as concrete as DeMarco. Kieran Tierney was linked a lot before the season ended, but all that's gone relatively quiet, so goodness knows what's going to happen with that. And Theo Hernandez, which I think's a little oh. bit fanciful because of FFP. We're not like the Saudi Arabian teams who can just throw endless amounts of money at all of the players and get people in through the door. Um, but we'll look at the left-back options that currently are at Newcastle United. We've got Matty Target, who I feel really sorry for because he was one of the shining lights of the 2021-22 campaign when we signed him on loan from Aston Villa. Got him on a permanent deal. Then he got an injury at the start of the season. And Eddie Howe basically said, I don't like to change my defensive unit unless I actually have to through injury and whatnot. So he lost his place to Dan Byrne, who didn't get injured and Target didn't get back in. Then we've got Byrne himself. Uh, Jamal Lewis is still there. I will get rid of him. He seems like a lost cause, especially considering yeah. he was getting Link with Liverpool a couple of years ago. We paid 15 he million. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's not good enough. Paul Dummett signed a new one year contract. He, by trade, is a left back, although I think his best position is centre back because he's very limited going forward. Then behind them, we've got Javier Manquillo, who I love as a footballer, just bombs on. He's what you want as a, as a full back at Newcastle United. And rounding off all the options is Matt Ritchie. But in terms of quality, equality left back, we need quality. someone who is better than Dan Byrne. Yeah, I had left back down as one of them. I think that was the first position I wrote down, uh, what you need to improve on. Dan Byrne, he's a great lad. I'm sure he's great to have around, but I don't think his ceiling is as high or as tall as he is a man. Oh, look at you, we are analysis. I just don't think, I, I mean, I think as a centre-back, maybe, maybe he's got a higher ceiling, but as a left-back, he's he's done a good job, but I think to progress forward in, in Europe and, you know, to uh, sustain a, a top-four finish in the league going forward, I just don't think he offers the output. Defensively, he does, but going forward, he doesn't offer the output. Um, so this DeMarco fella, who we, who we you, have been linked with, uh, four goals in Serie A and ten, 10 assists across uh, Europe, and Syria, uh, Syria as well. So you know he's proven that he's got it going forward. He can fill in as a left side of centre back if possible. So you know when Trippi is bombing on on the right hand side, which he loves to do, uh, Demarco can fit in here. The only issue is going to be the price, I imagine, because um, transfer uh, footballtransfers.com was saying, uh, you know Newcastle have approached. They don't know what the valuation is going to be, but the transfer market have him listed as thirty five million. So do you think? They're going to put that much into into another into a fullback. They're going to have to. Million. I don't know if they can, but they're going to have to get someone of the quality who is you know better than Dan Byrne yeah. and also going to be ready Champions, for the Champions League. Champions League finalist. Yeah, of course you know. he is. So they're, they're going to have to pay top dollar for whoever they sign if it's going to be like a proper first team player. Unless somehow Dan Ashworth is going to do something like he did at Brighton and find you know your Matomas and your McAllisters and people like that. Yeah. Um, for... I, was surpri- I was actually very surprised that Dan Byrne only had one goal because I, I, I thought he'd be such a threat, an aerial threat off corners. He's a donkey he when it comes to headers, yeah. Premier League. He just doesn't like to get up, does he? Doesn't he got like a, header, a header, I think, against Brighton towards the end of the season, but it, it, it's a case of the Mike Williamsons from uh, for Newcastle fans who were watching the Pardew uh, era. Every single corner went to Mike Williamson. Every single corner did not go in the goal, and it's much the same with Dan Byrne this day and age, apart from that goal, obviously, against Brighton. Yeah. Centre-back is the next area Newcastle need to strengthen the players who have been linked. Ooh. Mark Gehi from Crystal Palace for around about £60 million. Seems like it's going to be too much money. His teammate, Joachim Anderson, who's another player who's been linked. Harry Maguire, 
Maguire's been linked. Let's not touch him with a barge pole. We've got <laughs> Wolfsburg defender Maxence Lacroix. I think I pronounced that right, who I signed on FIFA in 2020. And I, has, I signed him for Ipswich Town because he was rated 71. So he's obviously had a big... I'll take your word for it, Ross. A, a big, I'll take your word for a it. A big surge over the last couple of years. And the, the more concrete link of the last few days is Monaco centre-back Axel De Sassi, who I think I've said that right, who Man United also apparently interested in for around about £34 million. But we look at the options. Newcastle have once again our centre-backs. Da- uh, sorry, man, he's a damn Botman there. Uh, Sven Botman, obviously Rolls-Royce of a man. Fabian Shaw, absolutely fantastic. Jamal Lascelles came in at Manchester City away after just not playing for the entire season and did really well. But once again, I think he there's a ceiling for him. And he's. If, I'm, I'm yeah. worried about him playing in any sort of Champions League football whatsoever. He's, he's, he's just not that good. He's getting age as well. He's what, he's 30? Is he 30? I think he's a bit, bit younger than that, surely. But, he's uh, a bit younger than that. Yeah, but he's, he's, a, he's a, a solid Premier League player, I think, but not a not a Champions League place yeah. and Champions League player and then of course we've got oh, Dan Byrne uh, Paul Dummett can also fill in there and we've got Kel Watts as well who's still on the books he spent last season on loan at Peterborough but he's 23 years of age now so I don't think that's going to happen for him so take your pick out of those names there that I mentioned for a centre-back we need at least one and potentially two because while Paul Dummett has signed a new one-year deal because Eddie Howe loves having him around the place he's another name that I'm scared about seeing him on a Champions League team sheet <laughs> Do you, do you think with the, with the issue with FFP, if uh, if you, there's no outgoings uh, from the club and you get in a left-back, do you think you will need a centre-back? Because surely then Dan Byrne could slot in and be your third-choice centre-half. That is the unless, hope. Unless, it, unless he takes the, the place of, uh, of Botman or Shaw, but surely, you know, with your defensive record last season those two have to stay as your main centre-backs, I imagine. It's been very weird because despite the, the the defensive record last season, people have just been sort of writing off Fabian Schauer and the media saying, oh, they still need a, a centre-back to go alongside uh, Sven Botman, where Fabian Schauer... Fabian Schauer, I know Botman's obviously fantastic, but in terms of a, a holistic approach to a footballer, I think Fabian Schauer offers more in terms of going forward. He's got a, a better pass than Sven Botman's got, so I think Fabian Schauer's yeah. been dirty in the media this year, but of course, the players are there to, to sort of rotate, and obviously Byrne is versatile, but, uh, sorry, Dummett is versatile, but it, I do think, if we could have both, I'd snap your arm off, but again with FFP, I don't know if we can have both. The Would next... you prioritise a left-back over a centre-back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But then again, you worried. No, I think I, if I was Eddie Howe, I would as well. But you just hope we can get them both in because what if? There's always a what if when you're playing more yeah. football in a season. What if Botman gets a massive injury or Shaw gets a massive injury? Then we are absolutely cream crackered. The next position I think we need is a more of a, a number eight, a sort of a, a centre midfielder because obviously Eddie Howe plays with these three combative midfielders. We've got one who sits a bit deeper, who last season was Sean Longstaff, who allowed Bruno Guimaraes and Joe Linton, who would swap with Joe Willock, who would spend a bit of time on the left wing, come back in in the middle uh, by and large I know Isaac will play there towards the end of the season but we have three combative midfielders which is why I wasn't too bothered when we didn't get James Madison uh, Sabal I, I yeah. forgot how to pronounce his name the guy who went to Liverpool for 60 million I was a little bit more bothered about him because he seems a bit more fancy I don't know why Sabaslai. 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 Supposedly. But we we do need someone who can bomb on from the centre midfield. I don't know who that man is because they're a dying breed in football. The obvious, right. when your mind goes back to the, the you know, I'm a, a child of the noughties from the, 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 the Barclays era, the Premier League, someone who's a bit like Gerrard in the centre of midfield. Sort of oh, bombs wow. on, supports that, supports that centre forward and gets, a, you know, 10 to 15 goals a season. I love a Gerald comparison, so I'm all here for it. Uh, who, have you been linked with any centre midfielders? Because I, I assumed after to, uh, Tonali, how do you pronounce it? Is it Tonali. 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 I imagine after he come in, that was all. You, that was your midfield 
like all your money on the midfield gone we apart ha- from like wingers we haven't been linked with anybody concrete Connor Gallagher someone who gets linked uh, it feels every single window yeah. with Newcastle these days but I don't know if he's good of player. he's a good player but I don't know he's, he's, he's got a bit of the loftus cheeks about me at Chelsea he's not really nailed down a, a, a that's a weird thing he's got the loftus cheeks about him. he hasn't really nailed down a position <laughs> for Chelsea has he so him coming in as sort of someone who Newcastle need to play time and time again again it's a step up on certain options that we do have you look at what's at the club already and we've got Bruno Gillette and Longstaff Tonali you think they're going to be the, the, still the, the starting four if you want like yeah. most weeks then we've got Willock Anthony Gordon played more central for England under 21s while getting player of the tournament in the Euros that have just happened and he was used more centrally by Eddie Howe towards the very end of the season he got the goal away at Chelsea Elliot Anderson shows flashes of being a very good footballer but I don't think he's ready he needs a loan at maybe a champ- top of the championship or bottom of the Premier League team somewhere like to get some proper experience yeah. Isaac Hayden still on the books but Eddie Howe has confirmed back in May that he's leaving even, and Jeff Hendricks still on the books even though he should be paying Newcastle a fee to still be on the books because he is the worst footballer I might have ever seen play for Newcastle but yeah I just think the way Newcastle have that midfield that, that midfield set up with the high press the legs you need to play in that centre midfield I think burnout's going to be a big thing the more games we play next season so I still think with Tonali he could play either that long staff role being a bit more withdrawn or he could play the yeah. Bruno or Joe Litton sort of bombing on he's got everything to his game I think he's got a set piece as well so he's going to be a fantastic signing but I do think we still need one more just to compliment one more. either one of those three slots in the centre midfield see I the way I pitched it it was as a 4-3-3 with, uh, with Bruno as the holder midfielder Tonali uh, as a bit of the box to box replacing Longstaff and you still had Joel Linton on the left Joel Linton likes to Joel Linton likes to drift out wide uh, he's, but he's not really I know he, he signed as like a striker, but he's turned into like this insane ball winning midfielder. He's Patrick Vieira. So, oh, and he's Patrick exactly. Vieira. So like, I don't know if he's going to offer the the input going forward as as you know you probably thought when you signed him. So maybe you do need more of the goal scoring threat from midfield because I, I've got written down here um, like the the only issue really with Newcastle last season not that there weren't there, there weren't many because obviously Eddie Howe did oh not my pop filter Eddie Howe did massive things getting his top four, but. 68 goals in the league compared to Arsenal, Arsenal's 88 and Man City's 94. So ways to improve is through goals. That's yeah. the way to uh, crack on and uh, maintain a top four finish in the league. So uh, goals are needed in the team. Like you said, can, like a Steven Gerrard, Lampard, midfielder who can bomb on as a bit of a box-to-box, get goals from midfield. Tonelli isn't that really. He's more of the the the, the, the pass before yeah, pass to get then get the goal as he's more of a playmaker. So a goal scorer midfielder is probably needed. Conor Gallagher was that for a time. Uh, he's not really been that for for Chelsea. Uh, he was he was that for Palace. So he's a decent player, but I can't think of um, I can't think you, of you splashing out the cash on another central midfielder. I imagine it'll be defensively or out wide. Yeah, I guess another thing we could say about the centre midfield is Joe Willock is there and could be that guy. But I tell you what, yeah. it is watching him because I, I went to a, a fair few games in the second half of the season, especially St James's Park. Watching him on the left is fantastic because he runs. His strides are so big, he just knocks the ball past the player and just runs by them. It's fantastic to watch and maybe negates him moving more central and being the sort of Joe Willock that was there during that lockdown season when he joined on loan under Steve Bruce and scored every bloody game he played that second half of the season it felt like but uh, Joe well it could be that goal scoring midfielder but the way Eddie Howe uses him by and large switching him with Joe Litton off the left I don't think he probably is oh, so we do need one Ross, of them Ross that game against Spurs Joe Willock was absolutely sensational that, that I know pass, the inter- I mean Spurs pass, were atrocious that but pass was ridiculous talk to me about that so, pass honestly <laughs> 
I never, I never, like, I knew he was a decent player, but then I watched that game against Spurs and I was like, oh my word, where's he come from? He could play for where's England, like, he, he really could, he is that good. I think the next position, they're moving on from centre midfield, more of an eight than a six, I'm going to call that one. We need another winger. Even if Hardy, yeah. Harvey Barnes comes in, I do think we need another winger. Uh, you look at the options here at the club right now, we've got Almiron, who is weird. He has a purple patch and he goes missing. He has a purple patch, he goes missing. Isaac was largely employed as a left mid... Well, the, the sort of the left of an attacking three uh, in the second half of the season especially, when he wasn't injured, so that injury thing is always a question mark and makes me want us to get another sort of winger in as well, just to, to, to bolster the options that we have. St. Maximan looks like he's going to stay. He's been very cryptic on social oh, media. Really? He put a thing up today as we're sat here recording saying people are going to talk but they don't know the facts or something like that, while he's pinging one in for training in the top corner so hopefully he stays because I love that man while I can see the, the sort of people saying that um, he's not going to be any house kind of player because he doesn't track back enough and stuff like that I think if you've got St Maximan you keep him because he can do things that other players can't do on a football pitch then we've got in the second half of last season especially Jacob Murphy who was better than anyone could ever expect him pinging 30 yard goals in against Hugo Lloris uh, for Spurs so that was a weird one so I hope he stays around and he seems like a lovely boy he's a nice lad to have around the changing room and whatnot. Anthony Gold Gordon is yet again another option who can play out there, although watching him play on the wing in the second half of last season was one of the most frustrating things I've seen as a Newcastle fan in many years. Got himself into yeah, so many good positions, but just wasted it every single time. Um, behind them, we've got Matt Ritchie, who was still there. He was still, I think, under contract for another year. I guess you could put him there. He could also play left back, as we said earlier. Garan Kual, who did not impress on loan at Hearts last season, but did play for Australia in the 2022 World Cup. And as we're sat here, Ryan Fraser is still on the books, but needs to give his head a massive wobble, because yet again, he's been in the Premier League at a football team, and he's fallen out with a coach. He's been banished to the reserves last season and needs to find himself a new club. So I think a new winger... Because while having Jacob Murphy is nice, and while he did do well last season, I'm still not convinced, and I still think getting someone who is more proven, who is more guaranteed to be of that level. And again, you could throw Almiron in there as well, because he was a bit hit and miss all season long, um, and has been more missed than he has been hit since he's been at Newcastle, yeah. if that makes sense. Having someone of that quality alongside Harvey Barnes, having those four like you know top-quality wingers on, the, on both sides, it's, uh, it's something that Newcastle still need to do for me. Absolutely no. Uh, after left back, winger was my was the next thing I had written down as the second position that they desperately need to sign because goals is the as I said before goals is the the only area that where they need to improve really going forward. Um, the Alan the, the Saint Maximum stuff surprises me what you're saying there because at time of recording on the on the 11th of July, uh, the Telegraph are reporting that the, uh, multiple Saudi clubs have been uh, in contact with him since the end of the season. Um, maybe and, maybe that's what he was responding a, to on Instagram today, saying people don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, po possibly is, but uh, it make it does it's a move that does make sense because not only will he be probably demanding and earning a, a load of money. Um it frees them more wages and frees more transfer budget to for maybe Harvey Barnes on the left and then maybe another one on the right or to fill in like we were saying earlier another central midfielder or center back role because yeah, Almiron Almiron is such a funny one because last season as a fancy football player you had to have him in at times. Yeah. But then he went on this dry spell basically from January onwards of only getting two goals, I think it was, one yeah. or two goals. So he's a strange one. He's improved massively since Eddie Howe has come in. Like since, like I remember when he when he was signed under Rafa, and everyone thought he was this gem um, that Rafa had got for a, quite a hefty fee. If I remember, like 20, 30 million. 20 million. Um, yeah, twenty million. So, uh, yeah. So this season he's really um, he's really showed off how good he is. But yeah, he's just not he's not consistent enough. So. 
Harvey Barnes would make sense because you know what you're going to get from him. You know he's going to score your goals. Uh, but for an option on the right, now, he, so I, I've got a name here. He's been linked with Liverpool and he's been linked with Chelsea. He's been linked with Newcastle heavily as well. It's, uh, he's seems to be more linked heavily with Chelsea in recent days. But Federico Chiesa Chiesa, the Italian. Chiesa. Chiesa. Yeah. Um, so he's been... Of, over the last two, one or two seasons, he's been hampered with injuries. So, But before that, for Fiorentina and Juventus, he was quite consistent with goals and assists, heavily involved with... Um, heavily involved for Fiorentina and Juventus. He is he's a right footer, so he usually drifts in from the from the left like Harvey Barnes. So I don't know if they're too similar of a player to get them both in the side. Uh but with the Juventus have a financial issue at the minute. They're not playing in Europe, so they're gonna want to offload players and so I imagine it'll be going for about forty million ish. Yeah. It's that, just that, that's the rumor price uh, with Chelsea and uh, Newcastle being linked with them. I don't see I don't see Liverpool going for a move for him, but uh, Chelsea or Newcastle seem like where he's destined to end up at. That would be a dream because you go back to Euro 2021, I guess you call it because it happened in the year of 2021. Um, it, yeah. He was one of the standouts for the Italian team and has been in Europe for a fair while now. So having him on board at Newcastle, much like Tonali, a statement signing, but it depends if yeah. we can or not with FFP and whatnot. Other names that have been linked with the club are Diaby from Leverkusen, who's been linked for about a year now, but nobody's made the move. Again, I've not really seen him play, but he was linked with Arsenal as well. Arsenal fans yeah. seemed happy to get him on board, so why not as a Newcastle fan? Let's get him in. And then also, Havica Cavazzielia. I hope I've oh said that right. I don't know if I have, but that lad from <laughs> Napoli, who everyone calls Lionel Messi the second, um, get him in. Oh, yeah. When Liverpool played them in Europe last season, he looked he looked brilliant in that game. And we like there were rumours that we were linked with him at the time, which turned out to be false. But yeah, he's he's a good player. I mean, compared to like the the market you were shopping in last summer to this summer, it's just the, the worlds apart. So Tenali is the first one that you got on board, and it seems like it seems like any of these signings or the names that you're linked with are going to make an improvement to the starting eleven, not just the squad as a whole. Yeah, which hopefully. is what you want, really. Hopefully, yeah. But the last and final position we need to strengthen, and maybe the one we need to strengthen the most outside of left back is centre forward because the options are Callum Wilson. And Isaac, <laughs> Isaac also plays there Isaac. from time to time. St. Maxman used there. to play there under Steve Bruce because Steve Bruce used to say, well, to put 10 players behind the ball, I just give the ball to St. Maxman and that be my tactic. Um, but we've got Wilson, we've got Isaac. We need at least one more. I don't know who that is. I would like a sort of different profile of centre forward. Someone who can still play that up front, but maybe has a bit more pace than Callum Wilson, who I, I don't know, okay, was, it, was it Brighton I think he showed this burst of pace where I thought his leg was maybe going to drop off it was terrifying <laughs> to watch him go that quick um, but we know he can do stuff with his back to goal the guy scores goals I've got no complaints about Callum Wilson outside of his injury record that's always going to be the, be the concern with him Isaac playing up there Eddie Howe's not found a way unless we've been I remember there was a game where we were 1-0 down to Southampton at home in the second half of the season where he brought on uh, Wilson at half time and he played the two up front there with Isaac and Wilson and it looked alright but since then it didn't really happen Happened with them both in the starting eleven at the same time. Isaac had to go out to the left. So I, yeah. I don't know who to suggest as a name. We've been linked with maybe Tammy Abraham in the past. There was that lad from uh, oh I've forgotten his name now. What the hell was his name? Did I write his name down? The lad from uh, we got linked with last summer who might have gone to West Ham as well. I can't remember who it was now. Oh someone. Oh oh no, he didn't go to West Ham, but he got linked with West Ham as well. Oh someone. From a Leipzig, one of the Red Bull clubs. I've forgotten his name completely, but he was also linked. Oh. I'll tell you who I wouldn't take a punt on because we're looking at someone just to bolster the squad. We're looking for someone who can do a job, you know, 10, 15-minute bursts at the end who, of a game. Who is it, Ross? Jamie, who is it? Jamie Vardy. 
Oh, I'm not even taking he's the piss. He's down moved to Saudi. He has. I know he's getting on. I know he might be 38 at the time of recording. He's definitely at least 37. He still could score a goal for Leicester in the second half of the season. They were starting him from the start. He won't have to do that in Newcastle. He's English. That helps a lot as well for it reasons. Does. It does. So getting him in is, you know, the last little hurrah for his career for a season until we get maybe more funds available for next summer where we can spend a bit more, hopefully with a good position in the Premier League once again, hopefully with a good run in Europe as well. I think get someone like someone like Jamie Vardy in. I don't know if I'm being stupid. No, well, he's not going to leave Leicester now, surely. He's had, he's had his chance to leave Leicester many times. If Newcastle come knocking, he's not going to turn us down, surely. <laughs> Eddie Howe, sweet talk, and Jamie Vardy. Mm. I mean, possibly. I mean, you want someone with experience. You know, Callum Wilson, as good as he is, and he, he is a great goal scorer, but you can't trust his injury record, his fitness. Isaac, same again. Uh, although, I think long-term, Isaac will be your main central uh, striker. I think that's going to be the plan going forwards. So maybe you don't really need a striker. If you do, it'll be a backup option, I imagine. That's all we need, just a backup. Because, because, yeah. because you don't want to be splashing out the, uh, too much money when you've got more more priority positions to get. You know, your wingers, your centre, your left-backs and what, whatnot. Anyone that got if, Liverpool for a loan, you know? Just get a, a, re- a striker. Just you know, no, put the call in with Origi for a quick loan, move to Newcastle for a season. Hey, Diogo Jota seems to be... I mean, I love Diogo Jota, but he seems to be falling down the pecking order, even though he's not done... I mean, he did go a year without scoring, okay? But he was injured for most of it. So apart from that, you know, it seems like he's falling down the pecking order. So maybe, but again, you're looking at at like 50 million and, you know, we're not going to be selling him for for anything less. And Newcastle, I don't think, will splash that much at cash. On, a, on another striker? No, we don't need, we just need that one just in case there's a big injury to Wilson. We just need that backup option just to bolster the squad. But you know, you know, uh, he's just retired. You bring him back. Who? Zlatan. Get Zlatan, <laughs> get Zlatan back in the Prem. Come on, you want a bit of experience? You want, I think of the social media game that you're going to get from Zlatan coming in. Hey, if there's one man who can get that done, it's Tonali. He was in tears at that retirement bit for Zlatan, he wasn't was. he? So get him on. He was, Tonali, yeah. get the phone out. Uh, but just in case you sat there shouting at your screen thinking, Ross, why have you not mentioned this position? Goalkeeper, I think we're fine with Pope Dubravka. Karius, Karius did well in the cup final. He's a fine he third choice goalkeeper. He did. He did. You know, I was made. I was made up for him. You know, I saw the goals go in, but then I was like, he's not actually at fault for any of them. Really, he couldn't do so anything I, for both. I, you know, no, no, no. Um, his first game in what, like a year or two? Exactly. He's a fine third choice. Uh, right backs Trippier, obviously Kraft. It depends how his massive injury last season affected him because he showed great form in the second half of the 2021-2022 campaign when Kieran Trippier got himself an injury. So it depends how that one. He's a good, uh, like sort of first choice backup for a right back. Mankiw is there, who I spoke about earlier. I love them guy as well. Harris Nashby was signed from. West Ham in January never really seen him play but he's the other option at right back so I think we're fine for this season at right back um, where else are we that was it wasn't it I basically said we need to strengthen everywhere else yeah we've covered <laughs> so okay so let's say you've got three three positions to pick from on uh, on your starting 11 to improve where you're going left back if you're Eddie Howe left back straight away um, I think we yeah. do we need another centre half who's Close at the Botman and Shaw than Lascelles, if that makes sense. And for me, a yeah. striker, we need a, we need another backup striker because a season is long, especially when you're in the Champions League. So there we go, Owen. That's another video in the can. Hopefully, lovely more to stuff. come with this home setup. It's lovely. <laughs> Exciting times. I'll get an actual light next time. <laughs> Why I get on Amazon Prime Day. Anyway, thank you for watching. Let us know in the comments down below who you think Newcastle need to sign before the start of the season. I've been Ross Tweddle, joined by Owen Mawson, and we'll see you next time.